Hey everyone, it's Tom from the Not A Foodie Podcast. The episode that you're about to hear is a great episode. It's our first on-location recording episode. So we recorded this at um, a bar that has not actually had their grand opening yet. Um, it's our friend Bobby. Um, you might remember Bobby. He was our local whiskey expert on the podcast, uh, I guess uh, around a month, month and a half ago. And he invited us to his new bar um, to go to record our podcast there, uh, interview him a little bit about the process of opening up the bar, what kind of bar it is, talking about cocktails, talking about different demographics and neighborhoods and how to market and how to just really just open up a bar. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, um, or if you just want to listen to Bobby's smooth voice, then this is the podcast for you. On a side note, the historian is actually having their grand opening party on February 1st. So if you are in New York, feel free to come on by. If you're not in New York, then, you know, take a plane to New York and come hang out with us. Um, It's the historian in Astoria, Queens, and Bobby arranged to have some really great sponsorships. He's got um, a lot of awesome liquor companies that are sponsoring but also really some great local craft breweries from the queens area so come on down february 1st i'll be there mike will be there we'll be hanging out celebrating the grand opening of the astorian with live bands two floors lots of drink specials and awesome craft cocktails that, wow, that really sounded like a radio DJ trying to tell you to get to the club. So I'm going to stop now and just uh, really let you listen to the podcast. So enjoy. From the Not a Foodie Studio. No, 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 It's from the Not a Foodie Studio, which is not actually even in our kitchen anymore, in my dining room anymore. We are on location. We're in the mobile, the the Not a Foodie mobile studio. And with us today is a former guest. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Robert Bobby Burns. Um, How's it you, going? you might know Bobby as um, the whiskey e- expert from uh, a couple episodes ago. Episode seven. Episode seven. So um, you also might be hearing some noises in the background, and that is because we are having our first on-location recording of this podcast in Bobby's new spot uh, called the Astorian in Astoria, New York. So. Uh, Astoria Bobby. Queens. Astoria Queens. Astoria Queens. Yeah. Astoria Queens. So, Bobby, give us a little, uh, give us a little sort of description of the place, and you know where you are with this place, and a little bit of history. Sure, sounds good. Uh, thank you for having me back on. Last time was a lot of fun. I'm sure thank this time is going to be fun. Thank you for letting us uh, crash your bar to record a podcast. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, the, so we're upstairs right now. We've got two levels here, and uh, the name of this bar is the Studio Bar. Uh, for a couple of reasons, um, one is that uh, you know it. This was originally an apartment. Um, the, the last owners here they uh, left this as a party space, but um, the the way the stairs kind of uh, come up when you uh, enter the building, it just it, it sort of feels like an apartment. So uh, we went with uh, the studio 
for this bar. Which is an um, apt name for today. Very apt for today. Um, we also have, uh, we haven't hung it yet, but I've got a, a lot of different uh, memorabilia from Kaufman Astoria Studios. Oh, um, there's a lot of uh, old cameras uh, behind the bar. There's uh, uh, eight millimeter uh, video cameras back there. So we're trying to uh, pay homage to uh, Astoria as a neighborhood where a lot of film production took place. And for those does. of you, yeah, still yeah. does. For those of you that don't know, I mean, Kaufman Astoria Studios was that was Sesame Street for yeah, a dude, long they time. Shot the, the Cosby uh, Show, the Sopranos, they Sopranos shot. were there. They shoot a lot of HBO shows. There. Yeah, Michael Jackson videos. Were yeah. shot oh wow, there. like yeah. old school. Uh, my favorite, um, my favorite. Kaufman Astoria Studios, or or I'm sorry, it's not Kaufman Astoria, but it's Silver Cup. Silver Cup. My yeah, favorite yeah. Silver yep. Cup is um, from the original Highlander. Has the anyone movie? seen Highlander? Yeah. Yes, the I, movie. I've never. I used to watch the TV show with my dad. The final ep- the final battle on Highlander takes place on top of the studio, and there's a big Silver Cup uh, sign in the background. So that's what's going on. That's so, awesome. I I was watching a tattoo show, and one of the guys got Silver Cup the sign, but tattooed the opposite way on him because that's what he would always see and I was right. like that's like one of the coolest Queens uh, tattoos ever I, uh, definitely that's not a Manhattan tattoo that's yeah. he's looking at from the Queens yeah. side we had a a long time ago in a galaxy far far away when we first moved to Queens my wife and I um, we moved into the buildings right across the street from the uh, the Pepsi sign and we had a housewarming party and we gave out t-shirts with the Pepsi sign but backwards so it was our view of the Pepsi sign <laughs> That's and my awesome. wife still has hers. Yeah, it's a, like an old. So I, I just designed it in Photoshop, and we th- threw it on some T-shirts, and that's uh, dope. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So we're at the Astorian now in Astoria, Queens. Astoria, um, Queens. So talk about Astoria a little bit. Like, talk about what what what's this neighborhood like? So this neighborhood has been changing for yes. a very very long time. Um, I remember when I was sixteen, uh, growing up in Queens, I had my first gyro in Astoria. I just had one before we started this podcast. As I was walking down the block, I you got that from me. Opa. I did from nice. Opa. <laughs> they're they're they, awesome. Do they really make kokoretsi all the time? I don't know. Kokoretsi is like um, you would like it. It's they fill the intestines with meat. It's kind of like it's oh, it's like, like a, haggis, but uh, Greek. But Greek, and it's only like an Easter thing. Oh, but it's right. supposed to be really delicious. I've well, this this neighborhood awesome. used to be. I mean, this neighborhood was very had these really um, ethnic enclaves. Like it was very, mm-hmm. it's very Greek in certain yep. areas, very Middle Islamic, Eastern, Middle Eastern, yep. very Italian in certain areas. It's yep. it's, yep. Um, and you know, small little blocks, very um, different, all different types of you know Hispanic and Latin America and yep. know, just places like that. Um, it's so a good, it's a good representation of Queens in that regard. And the subway going by outside—that's the elevated subway line. That—that's the—that's the blood of Queens right there. Yes, that's it. <laughs> it's coursing through the vein of the subway. Um, so, what made you guys uh, decide to expand from Forest Hills, the station house in Forest Hills, to um, to Astoria, to the Astorian? Well, you're just uh, really watching the way the neighborhood is changing. Um, you know, all of a sudden Queens has a skyline. So Long Island City right now, you've got all these buildings, you know, going up. And I was reading articles on that. And I, I it's like something like 10,000 new apartments that went up over there. Yeah. Whenever you go to uh, Long Island, so Long Island City's are like right Just across, is right across from Manhattan. It's right on the water. Yep. And whenever mm-hmm. you're there, you're on the water and you see 10, 20 
high rises being yeah, built. Yeah, just and cranes and scaffolding. Yeah. Oh, it's great now, like coming across the bridge. When you know, when I was a kid, I'd go across the the 59th Street Bridge, mm-hmm. and I'd just like marvel at the skyline. And now, you know, if I'm taking a, a cab or an Uber back from the city and I come across the bridge, I get to see a queen skyline, and yeah. it, it's so so cool. Do you well, know I just moved to the city? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. The yeah. city technically awesome. is the five boroughs, but when That's right. Mike is referring to the city, he's talking about Manhattan because he's already forgotten his Queens roots. <laughs> yep. So he, he's no, this he, is, he already left the city. Yeah. This is actually the first time I've been back in Queens since I moved. <laughs> really? I, I had to go back to my apartment the day I moved to like throw garbage out. And then I had, <laughs> it's a ridiculous no, like, story, Yeah, no, right? it's absurd. I had to go back after I spent all day moving back to Kew Gardens just to throw out like 10 bags of garbage. <laughs> so I ate Danny's and had a beer and then nice. finished. It was terrible. <laughs> so this is the first time I've been back in Queens. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> the, the city misses you. <laughs> we were surviving just fine. Barely. And then, then you showed up and now we realize what we've been missing. Thriving. Yes, yes. So... So you guys, so the neighborhood was changing. The neighborhood's changing. Even around here, you know, if you walk around the neighborhood, uh, anytime somebody sells a building, um, they're, they're knocking it down, they're putting up five stories. Um, you know, companies like Amazon are starting to uh, consider moving into Long Island City, which is, you know, right next to, technically, this is Long Island City where we are mm-hmm. right now. Right. Um, but it, it's just, it's a growing, it's a growing neighborhood. Um, but it also has uh it still has the neighborhood vibe you know so there's still especially above astoria boulevard there, there's still uh the culture where everyone knows everyone else when right. when queens loses that it's mm-hmm. going to be very sad uh because anywhere like i was living in Kew gardens for two years and that's like just still like an old school neighborhood Forest Hills, where, yeah. where Station House is, like the downtown Forest Hills, still you go in there, you go to anywhere in Forest Hills, you run into like three people that you know. I have to sneak yeah. into the Station House so that I don't, you know, when I'm going in there for, for my noon pint, so that I don't run into people that I know. Because mm-hmm. it's a neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Station House, I like to go to because I can go by myself, but I won't have a drink like alone. Like I'll run into like somebody that, right. like, <laughs> just a friend. Oh, hey, how's it going? Let's grab a beer. So and that's good and bad. You know, sometimes you don't want that. Yes, yes. <laughs> sometimes you want to be quiet with yeah, your drink. Just ah, get away from me. <laughs> so, um, so how long have you been open now? So, so we are still in a state of soft opening, and mm-hmm. we are just to explain the the business a little more. We're hard, so right now we're in uh, the studio. This is uh, the upstairs portion of it. Up here, there's no TVs. Um, we're uh, intending on having uh, an expanded spirit list up here. Uh, our cocktail menu is going to be about 150 cocktails, nice. give or take 10, 140 to 160. Um, and we, we also want to have fun up here. We've got like Trivial Pursuit cards on all the tables. We've got old school uh, you know, iron uh, board games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the useless box. You know. <laughs> There's a useless box right now on this table and basically it just has a switch. You push the switch and a little mechanism comes out and pushes the switch back. So. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> I said, do we, we want to have fun with the space. We want to do a cocktail bar, but we want to have fun. We don't want it to be uh, sort of like the, the snooty cocktail bar. Um, and then downstairs is more of a, a tap room. There's a lot of TVs down there. We've got 16 taps down there. Um, there's still a lot of cocktails down there. It's still a nice uh, spirits list. Um, but really, we're just uh, kind of uh, you know trying to create a venue that 
um, would appeal to many, many different types of people. Nice. Well, I yeah. think you're missing two things that you haven't described that I sort of fell in love with my first time here, which was, I guess, the, you had a, a soft, soft opening yes. the first weekend or so. Um, and I came up here, and there's a little fireplace in the corner, which mm-hmm. is awesome, with a view, you know, right next to a view of the elevated subway line. And laundromat. <laughs> and a laundromat. I drank so much so tall that <laughs> friends and family. That's good news. Yes. Did you, yeah. s- after that, were you like, where did all the so tall go? Because I think I probably, not personally by myself, finished a bottle, but, oh, hey, Vince, let's do a shot of so tall. Hey, Tom and your four friends. Here, we're all doing shots of So Tall. Awesome. Hey, Nate, who I haven't seen in a year. Let's do a shot of So Tall. That, like, that's that's exactly what we want. We don't want people to come in here and just do shots of uh, Jameson. You know, we, we want people to come in here and do shots of So, so tall. tall, do shots of uh, Pachuga. May, maybe not do shots necessarily, <laughs> but we do want people drinking Experience so tall different Pachuga, things. Yeah. Experiencing different things, you know. I, I don't think I'm at a level yet where I can just do shots of Pachuga mezcal. <laughs> All I know, this is let me. This is the scene from that. It was a Sunday night. Um, it was a friends and family sort of opening. Um, my wife and I and some of our friends had tickets to go see LCD Sound System in Brooklyn, and we decided that we were going to stop here on our way there. And we walk in, and I don't know how long Mike had been here. Oh, I was here for a long time. <laughs> but, but we walked in, and it was like, hey, Tom, come on over. And Mike's like holding court at a table with... Uh, Four or five of his friends that were visiting from out of town? No. Um, my friend Hannah went to college with me. She moved to Queens. She actually moved into my apartment. <laughs> now she lives in Astoria. Uh-huh. Her roommate in Astoria now is there. And then her brother, was, who I also went to college with, was visiting her. Okay. So, so two, it, it two was a lot people, of people. Yeah, four of us. And then you. All I know, I was in there. For, I was in for 30 seconds, and there were trays call. of shots going around. And then we're ordering. And, and, and we're ordering, like, you know, really, the cocktails are delicious. The Hibiscus Mistress, which I believe. <laughs> Thank I, you very much. I, I've had that at. Uh, did I have Station that at Station House? House? Yeah. Yep, yep. Hibiscus Mistress is. Uh, uh, that was the perfect cocktail for that evening because I knew yep. I was going to be drinking for a while. And that was, like, a good sort of base. Like, it was. It's light, but not. But deep and kind really good. A touch Everything of spice to really it. Yeah. yeah. And it was cold that you, night. Your mm-hmm. friend was gluten-free, right? So we had... Yeah. Like, yeah. Even then, we were able to, like, pick out some good stuff. Oh, yeah. And the food was delicious. Everything was, was really nice. Thank you. Thank so, you. Um, but anyway, so... Let's get back to let's get back to you opening this place. Like you're you're technically not open. Is there there's going to be a grand opening at so, some point? So yeah, we're doing a grand opening party on the first. It's going to be a Thursday, February first. Uh, February first. Yep. That's, Everybody's uh, invited. Everybody is invited. Come All of our listeners. <laughs> All of the listeners. There's no cover. Oh, it's, it's no a, it's cover. A, see, it's a combination. It, it's a, a celebration also of what February. <laughs> oh, dry yeah, January. Dry January is exactly. Still no more dry January. Yes, I, I'm participating in dry January. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Clink, clink. Mm. Some days I just don't have anything to drink. I'm like, oh, dry January. We're all <laughs> sipping drinks that Bobby poured us before we sat down and hit the record button. So. Just yak. Now, this rum is non-alcoholic. <laughs> spirit-free. It's spirit-free? Yeah, that's, yes, the, that's the new term. Organic yeah. and spirit-free. We, spirit-free. we call them zero-proof cocktails. That's just called zero soulless. That's Zen. Zero, zero proof, zero proof cocktails. <laughs> if you have something that's spirit free, it's just soulless. Yes. That be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know, I know a couple of people like that. <laughs> yes, they are definitely spirit free. Um, when did you start 
with the soft opening. You know, so the soft opening was about a month ago, and uh, we, we've been doing the soft opening for a while. Um, we've been working on um, just some SEO stuff, publicity, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get our name out there a little bit. Like when we did the soft opening, if uh, somebody checked in here. <laughs> me, me, yeah. I did this. Uh, they were checking in under uh, uh, either of two things. Either they were checking in under the former bar that was here, um, or they were checking in under uh, the Astorian, which uh, is also an apartment building about five blocks away from here. <laughs> so all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, the uh, Facebook page for that apartment building, why an apartment <laughs> building has a Facebook page, I don't know, but their Wait, Facebook the page room. blew yeah. up. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's the yeah. hottest place to I drink. Like, yes. I, this is yeah. my apartment right building. Right on the I stoop. I was geotagging <laughs> everyone, or not geotagging, I was tagging everyone here with the geotag, the Astorian. I was like, Congrats to Bobby and Vito and Paolo. This place is gonna be incredible at the Astorian. And then Bobby comments my Facebook. He's like, "That's an apartment building." <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's something so, that I want to talk about. Like, that's something that you don't, that most people don't think about when they are opening a bar. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's just like a restaurant. There's this romanticized vision of I'm gonna retire someday and open up a bar. Like. Yeah. Why, yeah. First of all, why would anyone want to open up a bar? <laughs> uh, well, you know, a bar, a restaurant, it, it's a place where people are having fun. And the, the whole yeah. point of the business is, you know, we're not necessarily making money selling food or selling drinks. We're making money. Selling experiences. We're, we're selling even more than an experience. We're, we're selling a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're selling how you feel when you're here and how you feel about yourself after you leave here. You know? Which was pretty good that first night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually well, feel pretty good when I'm leaving here. So it, it has to be a labor of love, obviously. If you to open up a restaurant or a bar, if you don't, if you are not immediately in love, in love with it, then just don't do it. It's an addiction. So yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. I'm sure. When Station House opened, they on that block within like two blocks, three gastro pubs opened. Yeah. It within yeah. like months of each other. It was other. a banter and it was um, banter flying and pig. flying pig, which is now Austin Public. Right. And everyone kind of has their own niche now. Uh, Station mm-hmm. House is like the cool one. Banter's <laughs> kind of like the older one. Like the you you go. Well, to, they have an Irish focus. They've yeah. got like yeah. what a hundred Irish whiskeys or yeah, something they, like that. They, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good expanded Irish bar. Yeah, really good yeah. expanded yeah. Irish bar. And then uh, Austin Public is where you go when everything is full and you can't go anywhere else. <laughs> Well, that's not very nice. Yeah, that's hey, tragic. Facts is facts. <laughs> well, so what I wanted to ask you about is, so you, you're moving into, you moved from Forest Hills, not moved, you opened up another place. Right. Forest Hills, you were the first ones there to sort of have this experience. Coming here mm-hmm. um, to Astoria, there's a lot more bars. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. more going on. Um, there's a lot more foot traffic. A lot of people come here on the weekends to mm-hmm. party and stuff like that. It's it's neighborhoody but also sort of a little bit of a destination people come here a little bit um so i mean talk about the marketing talk about like coming into a space that was you know well different there are a lot more bars here um and it is somewhat of a destination but i think it's only a destination for people in queens like we don't really get people from brooklyn coming here we don't Mm -hmm. get people from manhattan coming here so you know, one of the things that I'd really like to focus on, and I was born and raised in Queens, so I'm, I've got a lot. What <laughs> up? So I've got a lot of Queens pride. You know, my the my first solo apartment, the first time I didn't have roommates, was in Astoria on Steinway Street. You know, so I I fell in love with this neighborhood a long time ago, and I've been in love with Queens for a long time. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
um, I think what I want to try to push is not just our business, but the idea that Astoria is um, a nightlife destination for the entire city. And right now we're kind of under the radar and there's a, a very nice art scene going on here. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like this is almost like what William, Williamsburg was like uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, back when Bedford Avenue was just, you know, a couple blocks long. Right. You know, um, and so d really uh, what we're trying to do is, you know, we're, we're joining a scene where there's a lot of bars, but... Had with um, Second Avenue expanding, did mm -hmm. that help with this too? Like, oh, now all these people from the Upper East Side can, like, come to Astoria. I, you know, the, the jury's out on that right now. I'm not really sure. I know it can't hurt. Well, it, it definitely can't hurt. And I know uh, in uh, speaking to uh, the guys at Sanford's, which is this uh, fantastic whiskey bar on uh, Broadway, mm -hmm. um, and their prices are amazing too, uh, he, uh, the bartender down there, he was telling me that uh, they do get guys who uh, live on the Upper East Side and they take uh, an Uber over. Uh, just to sit at the bar and, um, you know, drink whiskey. Uh, so, d I mean, there is a little bit of that, and I've been, you know, marketing to the Upper East Side, to Greenpoint, to Williamsburg, and then also to, you know, uh, Woodside, Jackson Heights, right. Sunnyside. Um, seven Line. Yeah, the, the Seven Line, uh, to some degree, Rego Park. Um, it's, it's amazing yeah. that that's, you know, that's how you can do it these days is you can market, you know, along subway stops and, and mm -hmm. things like that. And oh, did, we know. did that with Station House. We did it a lot of when we were doing paid marketing on social media. A lot of it would be, um, you know, we, we would do uh, kind of the East Village just to uh, kind of get some people to see our name. Plus, a lot of people down mm -hmm. there live over in Queens. But we would also do the uh, South Shore Long Island Railroad line. You know, we do Rockville Center, we do Massapequa, we do Baldwin, Baldwin, we do Babylon. Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Amityville, Copig, Lindenhurst, and Babylon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, um... I grew yeah. up on Long Island. I know the railroad stuff. You, you sleep through all that, <laughs> and you wake up in Babylon, <laughs> you grab a cab. <laughs> yep, yeah. back to Queens. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I, when I was living in Kew Gardens, I lived across the street from the Long Island Railroad, so I would do... And they, they never check your ticket from Forest Hills to Kew Gardens, ever. No. So I, I would go to Station House and then hop on the train one stop, and I would see um, every time a handful of people would be getting on at Forest Hills with me leave from the bars, yeah. and then yeah. they're not getting off in Kew Gardens. No, did so you? Like, yeah. And if you get off in Jamaica, that doesn't mean you're going to Jamaica. Jamaica's a hub, so like you're right. going somewhere else in Long Island. Long so Beach or, the, these people yeah. are literally coming. It's That's what happens in uh, on Bell and Bayside. Mm -hmm. is you have all yeah. these kids from Long Island that just go out to Bell instead of going into the city. Well, hopefully you can separate Station House from Bell Boulevard. Bell Boulevard's a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a separation. Yeah. No, but I, I know, um, you know, Long Island is, it's not, it's not far. Wait, except uh, Press. Press, I think. Well, it's oh, Bell yeah, Boulevard. Press, press 195 or, or something. Something like that. 195, yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. They're, they're <laughs> incredible. They're all the rest of Bell Boulevard shithole, but Press, A+. Plus. Well, what I was going to say is that they, I was surprised. I grew up um, sort of on the Queens-Nassau border. Um, Nassau is the first county in Long Island, so right, right. on the border of New York City. And, um, you know, on Facebook, I guess it was last year, maybe it was for the Kentucky Derby or something, I mm. noticed just a big contingent of my friends from Long Island that are on Facebook were in my neighborhood. And I asked them, yeah, I said, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we take the Long Island Railroad to go to the station house. That's great. So go, yeah. For a uh, World Cup, you guys had lines out the door in the morning. A World Cup, we had, had crowds out the door. World Cup was amazing. Not this year. You won't. Well, maybe. Yeah, well, <laughs> not not, not when the so U.S. Pissed. is not there. 
you're so pissed about, about the USA not being in the World Cup. <laughs> I've had it a few ruined, months to get over it. Ruined my plans for the summer. <laughs> you're you're not even a soccer fan. No, yet. but I'm an you're American. You're just a, a socializing, <laughs> drinking in a bar fan. But the World Cup's awesome. It, it's, it's like you know, it, it's the World Series, but on a world stage. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so, I just opened up a restaurant six months ago. Um, and we had all you can like go google us and see all the problems that we had opening which were like through mm-hmm. the city which you guys didn't have but what are some because you weren't part of the opening of station house no you, no, 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 no so what are some of the things that you weren't expecting that were going to be pains in the ass that are like terrible that are terrible or, i'm not really sure if anything is terrible i do we are having uh, some issues with our pos pos is mm-hmm. uh it's a, a prototype. It's a, a company that was doing POSs for retail locations, and they put out Explain, a restaurant. POS, POS. Is, you know, the, like the cash register, pretty much. It's right. Point of sales, but they're also pieces yeah. of shit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> often. Um, this one is not. Uh, it's intuitive in certain ways, and just not. It, it's absolutely dumb in other ways. And um, at Station House, you guys use Aloha. But yeah, so there we use Aloha. Here we're using something different. So, th- so that's a little bit of a curveball. Uh, the other thing that we're noticing is, uh, and, and we knew the demographics here would be different, but uh, in Forest Hills, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of high income people with mm-hmm. a, a lot of expendable income, mm-hmm. and in Astoria, uh, I, I don't think there is are as many as people much, yeah. who who have uh, that high income and. When it comes to uh, apartments, the apartments in Astoria are more expensive. So, uh, so I think they have less money and they're paying more. Th- there's less, right, right. They're making less, they're paying more. So there's less expendable income. Uh, so what we're seeing is more of a business on the weekends, but not so much on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so in terms of staffing, that's a, a little bit of a hiccup. What's great is that uh, the people in this neighborhood love this product. Right? Yeah. I was going through um, you know, some numbers today in terms of uh, the cocktails that we sell off the menu. And Forest Hill is the best-selling cocktail is a Moscow Mule. <laughs> Here, that's about number 10 down the list. Wow. Yeah, here it's an old-fashioned, uh, bourbon old-fashioned, then a rye old-fashioned, then the Hibiscus Mistress. Wow. Amelia uh, Earhart. There's I a lot of gin cocktails. It, yeah, it's yeah. A, a riff it's a, on an aviation. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. also love. That fantastic cocktail. If it's done right and you have the right um, and it's you know, so creme beautiful. de violet, uh, parfait cr- amour. Yeah, a, a good aviation should be like this gray purple with like the cherry that sinks to the it, bottom. It should be the color of the sky. And yeah. that's where the name came from, you know. Um, so, the, so the clientele really loves what we do. Um, you know, we, we sell very little vodka here. Good. You know, we, we sell a lot more gin. We sell a lot of whiskey. We're trying to turn people into rum. We sell a lot of rum. So everybody here, like the clientele, is just super receptive. At Sen, we opened so. up with um, this one vodka called Helix that nobody's heard of. Mm-hmm. And then a Japanese rice vodka called Ao. So it was Ayo. like we have a, a gluten-free vodka and like a vodka. To <laughs> I was going to say but, but we were getting so many requests for uh, Grey Goose Martinis, Kettle Martinis, stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. we're in Midtown yeah. where we had to fold over and now we have Grey Goose Belvedere and Kettle. Yeah, to here where our vodka selection here is uh, Tito's Kettle and uh, Absolute uh, Elix. 
I, th I think there is a certain way to taste vodka. I'm not going to knock vodka all that much, um, you know, especially like uh, Chopin, potato vodkas. Mm -hmm. there, there are some yeah. vodkas out there that are very good. The whole thing about vodka, though, is like there's so much brand loyalty. And yeah. people, if they're into vodka, they don't want to step outside of it. So a lot of us in the business end up hating on vodka because <laughs> of that. But, you know, if you're just doing shots, if, you know, it, like we just hired this guy who moved here from Russia and oh. he's all about doing Russian like, standard. <laughs> Uh, Russian standard. He's been bringing in uh, Polugar oh. lately. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, th there is definitely a, a way to drink it, and uh, like you know, a little bit of a ritual to it, and it, it can be fun. Um, Out of a water bottle on the Long Island Railroad. <laughs> that's how you. Yeah. Think. That's your experience. It's yeah. Like, that's. It's like eating caviar with plastic spoons. <laughs> yeah. That's a ritual I see going home every Friday, Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bobby, this is this is awesome. I want thanks again for for having us here. Like this is so. This is uh, we're gonna do a couple of episodes from the Astorian, from the studio space in the Astorian. Um, so, and everybody needs to come. It's February first, twenty eighteen. In case you're listening yeah. to this five years in the February future, February first. Oh, February. It, we're gonna make it, sure this is posted before then. So yeah. a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we've got um, uh, the uh, party February first. We have uh, a band downstairs. Uh, also downstairs is going to be uh, sponsored by Old Forester. Ooh. So uh, Old Forester uh, cocktails, cocktails. Uh, will nice. be abundant and discounted. Uh, I believe Single Cut is also sponsoring the downstairs. Ooh. Single Cut's a nice little uh, local brewery. local brewery. Yep. And then, uh, brewery. Story Brewery. Yeah. Story yeah. yeah. And then uh, upstairs uh, is sponsored by Perno Ricard. Oh, wow. Uh, so we've got a, a lot of brands involved in that because it, it's a, a good per chunk of their portfolio. Pernod Ricard ha is like their own spirit, but then they also just yeah. own a bunch of they things. They own everything. Yeah. yeah. So well, there's Pernod, and then there's Pernod Ricard, who they, they own right. everything. Yeah. So, so the brands uh, up here will be doing another menu up here with discounted drinks. We're going to be doing uh, a Glenlivet 15 Rob Roy oh, wow. up here right? <laughs> uh, for I'm gonna, uh, 14 bucks. I'm going to try and flip my days off, so I'll be here. Definitely. I'm I mean, checking my, my calendar right now. So yeah, come party with the Not a Foodie team. Yeah, other <laughs> brands we got up here. Plymouth is going to be up here. Martell, uh, Lot Forty, Smooth Ambler, uh, Jameson Black Barrel. Uh, so all these brands are going to be uh, represented on the menu. That's yeah. awesome. So if you guys are in New York, come to the Astorian. If you're not in New York, then fly to New York and come <laughs> to the Astorian. Or take a train to New York or hitchhike. Get a whole bunch of your friends and rent a blimp and come to the Astorian. Anything we'll else be before, we, uh, before we leave? Bobby. What? On the menu. Yeah. <laughs> daily special. Okay. 86. What? Yeah. Okay. Huh? This is, On so the this, menu, is, this is his version of Mary Fuck 86. Kill. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh the, this, okay. Is, this is Mary Fuck yeah, Kill? Yeah, but we're going to not say it for Tom's uh, mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 episodes ago my mother-in-law made a comment that we don't have to play cool. marry fuck kill because it's a little vulgar and a little beneath the podcast okay so he made okay. up <laughs> this version right, of it so old-fashioned boulevardier manhattan okay marry um raunchy sex with or kill yes okay, okay. uh what'd you say old-fashioned old boulevardier manhattan marry the manhattan oh um uh, just because uh, I I love vermouth, uh -huh. and so I, it, you, you don't I agree with you. Don't you. Have yeah. to I agree. You don't have to support your answer. Your no, answers are just your answers. I'm going to go along with you because I I agree, and I'm going to tell you. I'm going to just interject that the Manhattan is my sort of like family cocktail. Like mm -hmm. it's 
when I was like 10 years old, my grandmother would, you know, give me a Manhattan on Sundays before, you know, having pasta. Uh, mm-hmm. Ma- Manhattans are like my family cocktail. Yeah. So I'm yeah. with you there. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that would be a rest of the life cocktail for me. Uh, let's see. Th- this one is going to be difficult. Uh, I would marry the Boulevardier. Uh, I think I might be killing the Boulevardier. Yeah. You'll, yeah, you'll get know. tired of a Boulevardier. I love, I'm, I'm gonna, I would say I'm going to fuck the Boulevardier. I love the Boulevardier. But uh, you, I think you'll get tired of it. You can only drink so much Campari. That's like <laughs> me saying you can only drink so much vermouth. <laughs> no. Well, no, well no. That, you know, you got that on Boulevardier yeah. also. But yeah. say I'd rather, uh, I mean, when it comes to uh, red bitters, uh, the selection's a little bit limited, so I don't want to spend the rest of my life with that. We, I, we can go Campari, we can go Aperol, we can go Capoletti. Um, I like Capoletti. I like Capoletti also. Yeah. Enough to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I, I guess I'd be having raunchy sex with uh, the old fashioned. Yeah, I'd rather have raunchy sex with something else, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. I mean, the old fashioned is also like an old shoe, you know, it's comfortable. It is, it is comfortable. You can make it with any spirit, though, and that, that's the cool thing about it. You can do that's a general old fashioned, you know, mm-hmm. you can do a you cognac can do old fashioned. Well, no, when, when, once you start changing uh, around you some have of those. The Mm-hmm. You have the Boulevardier. Yeah, but, the, but there's only certain things that go drink. with with that Campari, yeah, like the, with the yeah. bitterness of that. There's only yeah. certain things you can do with that. Like and Boulevardier, you can't. You get no uh, variation with it. I, well, That's you get variation opinion, yeah. with the whiskey and the um, the mm-hmm. vermouth, but you can't. It, if you're gonna marry a a, uh, a Boulevardier, I would consider a Negroni cheating. Yeah, no, so would I. Yeah. All right. Well, well, there you have it. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, on that note, I think we're done. Beautiful. <laughs> I have a new way of starring my Manhattan now. Oh, wait. We're not done. What? I want to hear that. <laughs> well, that would be if I was going to fuck the Manhattan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, secrets of the trade? No. <laughs> and put my dick no. in it. <laughs> it's like Gary Regan's I'm finger. literally just going <laughs> to yeah. fuck the Manhattan. <laughs> yes. So you guys want some Manhattans? Yes. Yes, let's mix up some <laughs> as Manhattans. As long as you make them. I'm going to play, play the <laughs> outro music now so that we can stop this conversation before it goes more off the rails. I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And this is Bobby. Thanks for having me And we're back. at the Historian. <laughs> and that's the Not A Foodie Podcast. Bye. Bye. Later.